from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Now in New York City, uh, well, we have people fighting back against the closures, the business closures, the owner of a Long Island uh, jiggle joint stripped of its constitutional right to put skin on display because of the, uh, the coronavirus shutdown, which goes back to Cuomo. Well, there's a new lawsuit and uh, Sean McCarthy, who's from the Blush Gentlemen's Club uh, in Comac since 1997, filed suit against Cuomo over his executive orders, shuttering non-essential businesses amid the pandemic. Here's a quote. Governor Cuomo is engaged in a huge overstep of executive power. According to McCarthy's attorney, Joe Murray, he is infringing on people's fundamental civil rights far beyond uh, the least restrictive measures allowable under the Constitution. Someone should remind him he is the governor, not the king. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. Where is this gentleman's club? uh, C-O-M-M-A-C-K, Comac. Okay. And it's, uh, you know, I think it makes sense. To be declared non-essential is uh, just basically the kiss of death, and you're dependent on them to... uh, I mean, not you. You become dependent on the government, rather, for for your living and your livelihood and that of your children. I don't think that. But aren't we? I mean, just to play devil's advocate for a minute, aren't we always dependent on the government? Well, not this dependent. Mm. I mean, you can operate uh, freely, I believe, within the bounds of the law. So I guess, uh, you know, this is not really a law law. It's just, isn't it like an executive order which has the power of law, but even during emergency powers, I don't think that they're supposed to have the right to overstep the Constitution. It's got all of the power with none of the legality. Uh, right. So that's so you get to skip past this whole uh, pesky legislation process, you know, and getting people to sign on for something that's potentially unpopular. You feel like makes sense. It yeah. feels right. Yeah. And, well, keeping people safe, of course, is the most important thing. I, I love how keeping people safe is a, a great sort of a motivation to assign to things like forcing people to put on masks in parks and things like that. We're keeping people safe. I want to speak to the people of New York City today and tell them it's time to just stop wearing a mask. Forget it. Uh, everybody should stop. It's it's uh it's it's become something. It's become comical at this point the way people are wearing them uh, everywhere they go. I, I, I and even Dr. Fauci says you know on sixty minutes like it doesn't make any sense to wear a mask right now. Did he say that? He did. Yeah, I tweeted out the link uh, last night because somebody had sent it, and I thought, well, that's pretty interesting, you know. And it's just that clip, so I don't know the other context. But he says pretty pretty clearly, wearing a mask in the middle of an outbreak is not. Uh, it doesn't help. He said it may stop a droplet or something, but you know, people are fiddling with them all the time, and uh, and also you're trapping in your, you know, the way that you're breathing and stuff. It's not really not really effective. Well, uh, I will say. My daughter is a bit of a mask um, mask fanatic. She's very keen on all of this. She'll wear two masks. And she is, I mean, ever since, since January, basically, she's been haranguing me like, don't touch your face. Don't go out. Do this. Do that. Like, you know, she's very, very strict about this stuff. Now, she, like, if I'm wearing a mask, like, and I'm with her, like, I can't touch the mask. You can't. Her whole thing is like you can't adjust. Once you have the mask on, you can't like you can't touch the outside because then you're getting the coronavirus germs on yourself. You can't touch the inside because then you're going to infect the mask. You can only touch it like the ear loops 
And I mean, she's very, and she says, don't judge, don't touch your face. So, I mean, I, I don't go along with all of this because I'm totally like, uh, discombobulated and like a, a slob and I'm always like, you know, touching, uh, scratching my cheek or rubbing my nose, but this idea, yeah. So it truly to be effective, you can't be like taking it on and off all the time. Right. Or like taking it off. And then, I mean, I guess theoretically, I mean, she says, no, you take off your mask, you have to put it in a paper bag, mark it, and then not touch it for another eight days and wait for the virus. I mean, this type of thing. Oh, my God. Um, so you know, I think there is something to that. Yeah. It's like if you're really going to do masks and mask pro- and mask protocol is a whole, you know, study in itself. It's become a kind of like a um, like a, a totem. It's like something that we all do to show that we're um, we're part of the hive, that we're that we're good members, uh, members of good standing of society. Uh, it's what's a. It's what's expected. Even if you just kind of like have it like around your chin, um, you know, it's a, um, it, you know, this, this is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and you're right. Even if you just have it around your chin, it's like you, you clearly have the mask in mind. You are, you're all good. It's, it's like the, it's like the, uh, I, I forget exactly what it's called, but when everybody yells out their windows and bangs on their pots and pans and, uh, runs up and down the street, blowing whistles and, uh, cartwheels. And, and, uh, you know, I've seen people blowing into these ancient looking horns, you know, uh, at 7 PM, they, they, uh, they have instruments, musical instruments they, and, and firing guns. Yeah. Firing guns over their head, firing guns into the ground. Uh, there's, uh, you know, just all this activity at 7 p.m. every night, which is another thing that New Yorkers time to if you, if you're doing this, you're probably not listening. And if you're and if you're not doing this or, or rather, if you if you are listening, then I, I'm certain that you uh, had never participated in this anyway. It's it's uh, it feel it doesn't feel like first of all, it obviously doesn't do any um, favors for the nurses and doctors who are intended to hear it and get their. You know they don't do it for the public acclaim. Acclaim anyway. They have a calling. They have a job uh, at some point, and, and because it's a living. And then the, also, you know, the, it's it doesn't do anything at all except make us feel as if initially maybe as if we're showing support, and then eventually it becomes really the only way that you unite with any more than maybe one or two other people on doing anything. It's it's the only way to gather in a crowd right now. I guess it's supposed to get out that that impulse to do that. Yeah. What's funny is it seems like when it first started, um, it felt like people were doing it for one minute, but now it seems like it's going on for three or four minutes. Uh Um, I wonder if it's going to go on for like um, 45 minutes soon, you know, like, like from seven to eight, like everyone has to, um, yeah. Scream out their window in, in order to to truly be part of the city. That's that's what's important. And also, well, it's a two minutes hate, two minutes hate in 1984. So I kind of figure it's it's sort of like that because it also feels like it. It doesn't feel as if it comes from this like place of like gratitude or it feels like it comes from a place of judgment and like kind of a you know if you're because I know this as somebody who doesn't feel that we need to do this and and you know I'm definitely not getting like swept into some as someone who resents it 
Yeah, uh, I do. I do, I do resent it. In fact, I was in the street last night at Seventh Avenue, and it happened to crank up. I was waiting for a pizza to be done, and I just started yelling up, up, you know, and everybody sticking their head out their windows. Fuck you! And you're in a hell. <laughs> <laughs> I told them they were in a hell. And okay, they, now that felt pretty good. And then I had to. I didn't really hold myself back from from going happening to be outside again uh, this evening because I didn't. I, I didn't want to become part of the ritual, even if it was, to, you know, to oppose it. Right. Right, right. No, yeah. As somebody who resents it, it has a tone to me of "Yeah, take that." Yeah, we know we really do like this and all that kind of shit. It it really did seem. It really has a. I, no, I don't know. Like, I mean, have you ever raised your voice even a little bit during one of these? Uh, no, no. But a friend of mine said um, to him, "It sounds like um, it sounds like saying you who are about to die, we salute you." Uh, kind of like a. Um, like applauding the um, the death row guy walking to the electric chair, kind of a little <laughs> bit. Although at this point, it doesn't seem clear that the um, that the um, that the healthcare workers are necessarily um, are they. It sounds like they're they're not necessarily. Well, I guess a lot of them did get sick and die and stuff. Well, wait a second. What do you mean? They're on the front lines, right? I mean, they are the ones risking their life so that we can stay home. Well, that's what we hear. And that was what I was mentioning before when we were talking, uh, is that, you know, there, there was something in this, I don't know, some kind of a PSA that was on the website, The Independent. It closed with these three, uh, I don't know, medical professionals of some sort were given to understand. And, what, and they, you know, they, what they say, we work for you, you stay home for us. Yes, that's right. And I, I, I've got, I cannot tell you how enraging that is to me. I mean, it's just like, I, I, why are they? Why does it enrage you so much? They don't, I didn't elect these people. I didn't, I don't have anything to do. Why are they telling me to stay home? This is an order, by, an order by government, you know, and, and don't make it seem as if like, oh, I'm staying home for you. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to work for you. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's, it has nothing to do with you. If I knew, if I had knew with absolute certainty that you would die from me leaving the house, I would <laughs> run out. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's really cynical, Pat. I don't like them. I just don't like them. And I wonder in a strip club situation now. I guess I guess you you would be if if a stripper had coroni, then you would be apt to get it as well, and, and vice versa. Oh, not if you keep distant. I mean. Strip clubs, you're not like necessarily. I mean, if, I guess if you're getting a lap dance, but you could have a strip club without lap dances. Mm, I mean, like, you're, I, I guess you could, but I mean, like, then what's the incentive? I mean, that's what they're doing. They're out there basically when they're dancing, that's an advertisement for their lap dancing. But what's so great about, I mean, I've never had a lap dance, but it doesn't sound that. I mean, I would just as soon sit there and just watch them dance around rather than get a lap dance. I mean, you know, some people are less visual than others, and I guess some people have they want to up the ante a little bit and have the the, the lady actually touching them. You know, I, I, if you go, it's fun to wear a tie. Now, it, you don't want one of these that's just going to pull your tie. The, this 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 uh, exotic dancer I was getting a lap dance from. Uh, bought by my wife, by the way, who was sitting there watching. She took my she took my tie and she put it right up against her uh, crotch, you know, in in the nasty part. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So that I mean, even when I left, I could smell the woman's uh, body uh, on my uh, tie, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, and and you know, she she they they do some pretty fun things, you know. And yeah, it, it's worth it to me, and I'm sure it's worth it to anybody who's going to a strip club is going to say, hey. 
lap dance, right? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I have heard that. Um, I heard about this guy, and he was like kind of like a sneaky dude. So what he did is he he wore a tie, but he didn't. T- he tied it like a noose. So when you pulled on it, it got tighter, and that way he was able to do like um, a version of autoerotic asphyxiation. Right. She pulled on it, and he got he was choking, and she was grinding on him. So it was even more. Um, it was even more exciting. Yeah, that's bound to happen sometimes. Well, like I, I, I root for those guys. I hope that I wish them the best of luck out there at uh, Blush in in Comac. I hope that they win their case. Are you going to go there to try to? Wait, so oh, but they didn't reopen. They're just suing to open. They're suing, and I think that what I would do, there must be some kind of an injunction that they can get in order to operate in the meantime. Mm, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I would, they should maybe seek that because uh, it, it's, you know, then you're de facto open. You know, then somebody has to rule for you to close specifically. And, and I think that it, it gets more and more difficult with each passing day for them to justify this kind of thing. In uh, another part of the city, a crook armed with a silver handgun held up a Manhattan a laundromat. This is in Kipps Bay, which I didn't know that there were uh, laundromats in Kipps Bay. I, it, I guess... Uh, Sure, why not? Well, I mean, it's just a ritzy area, and it's not that big. Well, it's not that ritzy. I mean, it's you know, there's a lot of, like, sort of offices. There's a lot of apartments over there that are not, like... I mean, we're talking, like, First, Second Avenue in, like, the 20s and 30s. It's not like it's, like... I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not... I mean, there's plenty of people living over there in studios and one-bedrooms who maybe they don't have laundry in their buildings or... This I can a, imagine, sure, there'd be laundromats over there. I, well, I can't imagine yeah, wanting to rob a laundromat, however. Well, I guess you don't need $614, because that's exactly what he made off with. The gray jacketed robber, black mask over his nose and mouth. In quarters? <laughs> yeah, he dragged it off. Now, and, uh, you know, from the cash register, you know, because I guess they do delivery and all that kind of shit, too. So there is some money in there. Uh, he was wearing a baseball cap with the words, sorry, I'm hip hop. Hmm. written on there sorry i'm hip-hop i guess it's nice it's sort of a, a an apology i guess to the laundromat this is what hip-hop people do they rob laundromats the government yeah, maybe it's saying like he's sorry that this is what hip-hop has come to oh yeah that's a, that's that's it so it's a larger issue society i don't know yeah he, could be. he had a cell phone to his ear as he strolled in and then uh it's at by the way the, the exact location is Lexington Avenue, East 29th, talked with a 31-year-old employee, pointed the gun at the guy, took $614, and they uh, they need uh, your help, the police do. If you have anything about this, any information or know anything, you know the number, 1-800-577-TIPS. It's 1-800-577-TIPS. That's a neighborhood known unofficially as Curry Hill, because that's where all the Indian restaurants are that is kips bay is curry hill okay that is not that is you're right that isn't all that like super fancy over there but they got a lot of good restaurants uh if you like uh indian food yeah i guess uh do you eat a do you eat I, well, obviously not lately what what's the food you most miss going out for you know like a sit down that's a really good question i mean i kind of like going to diners just to get like a hamburger or or something like that um or a piece of pie I do like Indian restaurants, you know, or just going in someplace or like going, you know what I miss? Like going to a, um, 
just like a bodega and getting like a, a sandwich on a toasted roll and sitting by the window and eating it with like a fresca. <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Just, I, I, it's like you miss getting just exactly what you want when you want it. I mean, basically. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's that's been the deal the whole time I've been here. You know, it, it's the place you you can go anywhere, anytime, basically, and and get pretty much what you want. It doesn't have to be the uh, what do you call it the uh, the rotating uh, sushi, you know, uh, trail, uh, the you know, or nothing like that. It's, it's nothing. It just it's there. It's everything is normally there. Yeah, or like I don't know, go to fucking Popeyes or go get like a, a one of those salads or something that they make for you you know it just um i mean look here's the thing i mean i've kind of i don't know if i mentioned this before i sort of have been living my whole life in preparation for quarantine you know oh, yeah. avoiding people sleeping weird hours mm-hmm. uh not going out very much so it's not like this is like radically changed a lot of what i do but um it is. I, I do. I do like to go. Be able to go into a restaurant and get like a bite to eat now and then. Yeah, I think that. And by the way, Popeyes is open again now. They uh, for take for, for takeout. I went there the other day. Yeah, but the thing is, here's the thing: who wants to get takeout from Popeyes? The whole pleasure of Popeyes is to sit down at the same booth with some guy who has his arm crooked around his red beans and rice like you're about to snatch it off his tree tray <laughs> and to be able to i don't know watch someone come in with a, a a bottle a water bottle that they plucked out of a garbage can and surreptitiously fill it up with um fanta yeah or to um have somebody walk over some one-eyed guy walk over to you and ask if he'll you'll buy him a sandwich yeah you know it's like the it's like the pleasure of fine dining uh, you don't want to just like get it in a tray and just take it out, eat it like some slob. No, you no, want to right. sit there and eat it off of the greasy tray. It's like uh, the uh, the what do you the ambiance? Yeah, the ambiance with a spork, like a like a, with a plastic spork, like a human being. Right, that's the way mashed potatoes taste best. Is from a, plas- a plastic <laughs> spork. Yeah, I like to sit at a table that hasn't been cleaned yet. You know, so that I can like if there's a little puddle of soda, I'll just like put my mouth right on it and slurp it up. You know, just hey, to, why not? Because uh, you know it, it it's nasty, but it's oh, also yeah. it, But I prefer always to take my chicken home, and uh, I always prefer to uh, get take my sa- my sub sandwich home when I get it from the from the bodega, and I. I like to get a whole pizza and and, and bring that up. I'm with you. It hasn't changed my life very radically. That might be why I resent the yelling at 7 p.m. so much because it's it's like this. It wakes you up. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a reminder along with those stupid freaking masks that people are walking around in. They, I, they love to have a Band-Aid, you know? They're, they're like a kid with a Band-Aid. They love to show off their, their wounds. Oh, right? Yeah. <clears throat> now. A career subway thief released from jail over the coronavirus concern. Back in police custody, charged with drug possession. 
eye to Queens newsstand burglary. So that's the way these things go. You know, and like you go to all the trouble to get released and then you're back in. You're like, what's the point? You know, you, what did you think I was going to do? Change my way of life because of a virus? No, I've got shit to rob. I've got to make a living. And now you can't stand in the way of that. It, it should be unconstitutional for them to put him back in jail now and risk his life. Well, uh, I wondered about that. I mean, OK, so they let people out of jail. And then they get arrested again. So, I mean, you let him out because of coronavirus. How can, yeah, I mean, how can you let somebody, how can you put somebody back in? How can you justify having anyone in jail? Yeah. I mean, you, when you have something like coronavirus, it's, it's, either, it's possibly either. infect them. You know, and, and if it's, and if it's too dangerous of a place for them to be, then uh, you, I guess you just have to suspend the law for a little while. Maybe if we if if we just altogether suspended the law, then maybe this shit would clear up fast. Maybe they would see their way clear to overlook a couple of these uh, testing requirements in order to open up the fucking city. I mean, it's uh, it, it is a little ridiculous. Uh, this guy's name is Daryl Nasser. He's arrested at the Brooklyn Bridge Station near City Hall Wednesday evening by officers. They spotted him. They knew he uh, that he was wanted. Twenty five year old Nasser charged with drug possession. Oh, he had Kate. He had a K two cigarette on him. Oh, being sought in two stolen credit card uh, card cases. Uh, we had bench warrants out for those. Failed to appear in court. One of the arrests was uh, March third. The other was last year. He was also wanted for questioning for that newsstand robbery at Myrtle and Wyckoff Avenues in Ridgewood, Queens. About five grand in assorted items were stolen while the newsstand while it was shut down. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. It was five thousand dollars worth of shit in there. That sounds like a Padding the, in, insurance fraud to me. Yeah, padding <laughs> the bill just a, a hair. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, although if the guy, if he had a, say he had a whole ton of cigarettes in there. Call, uh, calling cards maybe or something? Calling, well, do they still sell calling cards? Or, yeah, I guess they do. Jewel, jewel pods. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and Ike. <laughs> yeah, a couple of magazines. Those are $14 each. Well, it, it, like issues of the Bengali Times. Oh, you know what? Or the the um, word find word find the Bengali Times. What was your fa- what did you read when you uh, back when magazines were you know something that was a viable deal and you 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 would get yourself a magazine and read it if you if you had your choice. I guess like I would. I used to read Harper's sometimes. Really, um, I was always fascinated like by magazine like like when I went to college. There was a college bookstore, and one time I went there, I was like, I'm going to buy myself a magazine. But there were, like, the only magazines were, like, Southern Living or, like, like hobbyist craft magazines or Cat Fancy, like these weird, like... Cat Fancy. Yeah, Cat Fancier or something like that, like yeah. Cat Fancier magazine. Like the weirdest magazines. I was like, what the hell? There was nothing left, really. There was Stuff Magazine. There was Reason Magazine or something like that, maybe. Or, like, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, Maxim, uh, I guess, if you wanted to see half a tit. And, like, uh, it, it, there hardly ever really was. Like, I was so into the idea of reading a magazine, so not into the idea of reading any of the magazines that were out there. I mean, there, there just wasn't. <laughs> Cat Fancy was the name of a popular North American monthly magazine dedicated to cats, yeah. owners of cats, and breeders. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Stopped yeah. publishing February 2015. No, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I can't believe it made it that long. Weirdest name. That's when it became BuzzFeed. 
<laughs> but you know, okay, the, uh, this uh, this guy was was out from March 27th, right? He got out of Rikers, uh, Rikers Island, where he was held on twenty five thousand dollars bail for skipping a court date on a, in a grand larceny case. I feel like if you keep going through the things that he had been avoiding going to court for, he's he, pretty much every crime is going to eventually come up on the guy. Five, like five days later, police allege uh, him and a buddy broke into the closed newsstand. That was with $5,000 worth of magazines, cat fancy, uh, et cetera, and uh, arrested again that night on drug charges. So, I mean, like, really, I guess at some point they go, well, we did what we could, and now you have to face uh, the Rona right there you know what else i like they sell in those newsstands <laughs> is like um they they have all of these bizarre like products like they sell these um like those lucky number guides like you know where it'll have like which number you should do the lotto they have dream books like if something occurred to you in a dream like if you like what it means like if there was a man on a horse with a rose um I've they have heard. they have these like spanish language comic books that are kind of like some of them are, are kind of dirty with like porno type stuff and other ones are sort of like soap opera type oh. things like it's very um it's it, it's interesting the stuff that they sell but what i'm glad to hear is that that they're actually policing the subways because they did say that the cops were they were going to put an extra thousand people cops down there to um to stop you know miscreants and whatnot because you know the subways have are are undergoing i mean this is like a very unique moment in new york city history because we no longer have a 24-hour subway system yeah it's true uh you know they've they really like. I actually have a piece uh, coming out in the post. Well, it's Tuesday night now, but it should be out tomorrow, um, Wednesday. I don't know when you're putting this up, but um, just talking about De Blasio and some of his uh, like weirder comments lately. But the funny thing is, so De Blasio, here's what happened: the subways have become completely in, in, taken over by homeless people, and they're like 10% of the total ridership because nobody else is riding it. So they don't really know what to do. They can't dislodge these people who are just basically living on the trains with all their stuff. Like nobody else is there. So they, the only thing they could come up with was, well, we're going to take the train. We're going to stop service at 1 AM and force everybody off and clean the cars. Um, now in my article, I say, this is akin to like, saying, well, I can't be bothered to wash all my underpants and do my dishes, so I'm just going to throw it, throw them all out and buy new ones. <laughs> but de Blasio is calling this like this tremendous challenge. Like he sees this not just as a, an opportunity, but as like, as though this was the point. Like this way, and because he's like, this is so great. We're getting all these homeless people into s- connecting them with services and getting them to get their lives, get back on their feet and get them into shelters. Now, I assure you, every homeless person sleeping on the subway knows about the homeless shelters <laughs> and has probably been to them, right? Yeah. They don't go because they don't want to. So, yes, you can dislodge them from the subway and maybe drive them to a, sub, uh, to a shelter 
that doesn't mean that they are now like, you know, oh, well, yeah, I got, I got my bed and I took a shower and uh, yeah, I sort of, uh, in the cold light of the morning, I realized I've got to turn my life around. <laughs> I'm giving up uh, drugs and alcohol. I'm going to talk to a job counselor at noon and hopefully I'll be, uh, I'll be a productive member of society by Thursday. And yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it, it's not like, it's, it doesn't work that way. Of course not. It's, it's an absurd thing he's doing, trying to pretend that this is like a uh, progressive measure. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, it, it's it, there's a couple of levels because it's not even really about the homeless people or cleaning the trains. It's really about shutting them down, I think. I don't I mean I you might not be willing to go that far but I think that he would love to shut down the subway altogether all you know until uh, cuz as I I believe that as inconvenient as he can make it as different as he can make life in New York City as possible is what he's going for during this uh during this time because the the more different it is, the more everybody forgets about what life was like before, and the more they can remake it in the way that they want to do it. Well, maybe. I mean, at the same time, I think that de Blasio recognizes that... Um, well, for one thing, de Blasio is not in charge of the subway, so it's not really his decision. He just fucked it up by getting, like, basically turning it into, like, a homeless, a rolling homeless shelter. Oh, so wait, he's taking credit for... He's taking idea. credit for this that somebody else... Yeah, for what Cuomo did. Oh, is it Cuomo that ordered in the, the guys to get him off and shutting it down and all that? Okay, well, let's see. I, 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 Cuomo is just, you know, de Blasio North, really. But uh, the whole idea, see, he gets to make decisions about the subway from, like, a, a much more comfortable distance, you know, up there in Albany and not uh, be part of It's funny, the backlash doesn't really come in his direction uh, maybe quite as much. People people point to de Blasio for everything they hate, and that's me included, so I, I, I should have known that. But uh, I, I don't think that any... Look, you've had the opportunity to get the homeless people off the trains forever. It's, it's really not that... Uh, I don't see it as being so completely different, and you're right. All they're going to do is is go up and sleep in uh the vestibule at an atm you know uh, right and and that doesn't really help them and it certainly doesn't help us i'd i'd much i like them being underground sleeping on the subway from one to five it's got to be the least populated place in the city between one and five it's probably the place where they're the most out of the way no, I know that they. It's not like they just you know pop up at five oh five and walk off the train and, and <laughs> no. do stuff. But I bet you at five oh five, there's tons of people waiting to get back on the train and and finish out their uh, naps. Well, um, that may be. I mean, they. It does seem that every night they go to shut them down and they are dealing with like you know they're always dealing with like five hundred people. So you know, there's not a clearly some people are heading back. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not as if they've quite gotten their lives one hundred percent in order by the following Those four hours. <laughs> a pair of women swiped a collection of wigs worth thirteen grand from an art studio in Queens. The burglars, wearing respirator masks over their nose and mouths, apparently to ward off the coronavirus, slipped into the Ridgewood building full of art studios, and uh, that's uh, that happened. Once inside, uh, the crooks broke into one of the studios and took the wigs. 
what what kind of place is this? Art studios. What kind of art studio has thirteen thousand dollars worth of wigs? Uh, the kind of art studio that does artistic photography. If you get what I mean, wink, wink. Oh, I see. You're talking about maybe it's the type of studio that's in Ridgewood. You know what they would have called somebody who did like nudie photography in the 50s? They would have called it an art studio. Yes, it's very artistic. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of um, sounds kind of weird. I don't know what kind of art studio would have like all these expensive wigs around. And the other part of it is, you know, OK, I get that if you add up the price of the wigs, it's $13,000 worth of wigs. But, you know, what are you getting? For, how are you moving $13,000 worth of wigs once you've stolen them? You know, what I mean, like uh, it's going to be tough to find. Uh, you know, buyers, I think, you know, for uh, especially like super high quality wigs, like natural hair. Sure. Yeah. Wigs are are not worn by most people, you know? Oh, is that true? (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. I don't think so. I think I think think you'd be surprised how many women wear wigs. What if I, but I think I'm safe in saying wigs are not worn by most people. That's true. I, I got no problem with wearing, if I, if I went bald, and it got to be toupee time. I would wear the 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 worst looking toupee I could find—a very hat looking toupee. Because I mean, like, let's—I just want to be seen as having hair from a distance or whatever. I'm not trying to fool anybody close up. Like, uh, you know, Eric Weinstein. You know, I think is his name. The he—he, he, you know, I see him on YouTube, and he's—he's he's pretty fucking ridiculous looking wig, in my opinion. Is that true? I hadn't noticed. I mean, I haven't really watched him, but I'll uh, check it out. Good lord. Well, you know who wears a lot of wigs or like, um, well, it's big in the urban community. Yeah, big in the urban it's community. It's not really wigs. They like, they sew them to their head. And then it becomes a weave. Like a weave, right. Yeah. And and, and you can get wig snatched too. That's that's something that happens. Wigs, oh, The wig snatch is a, is a fighting move that you see often in, in, in videos that do emerge from the urban community. Um, or how about getting your wig split? Wig split? I don't know about that. What's wig split? It's like a prison term. Oh, oh you want to get your wig split? Oh, I Basically, think I it it's a threat. Yeah, it's like they take a, um, I guess if you took like a steel bar and hit somebody in the head with it. Oh, you don't take the wig off them first. No, no, no. It just means it's like, it's like a metonym. Like the wig stands for your head. Oh, there's no actual wig. No, no, no. It just means like getting like imagine taking some someone taking an axe and burying it in someone's head and saying that would mean like getting your wig split. Just try to split his wig. I think there's a um that you can get like um wig splitter t shirts. (laughs) It's it's like a prison term. (laughs) Okay, wig splitter. Yeah, wig splitter t shirts. Yeah, wig split cheeks busted. That's the other thing. Busting, yeah, we're busting cheeks. I, I got cheek busted and wig split. Well, cheek busted means somebody like um, buggered you. Oh, no. So that t shirt would sell a lot less than the wig splitter one, probably. Nobody yeah. wants to admit. To I don't know if there's a t shirt for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, what is, um, yeah, wig split. I think it might be like a California term. Cal- you know, all my homies in the California prison system. Uh, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna bust my cheeks, you're gonna have to split my wig first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the, the idea. The they, cops were uh, the suspects between twenty and thirty years old. These wig thieves uh, who who split with all these wigs. 
Uh, release the surveillance images of them and ask the public's help. 1 800 577 tips. If you know anything, 1 800 577 tips. 1 800 577 wigs. Are you. <laughs> Have you been enjoying the new Takashi 69 stuff that came out? Because I know a lot of people are big fans and they really like that. <clears throat> snitches get stitches. Yes, <laughs> snitches get hits. Now, uh, this guy, he's... What did he do? I, don't, I didn't hear what the latest um, news is. He's out on, on house arrest now because a judge approved uh, his request to film music videos in his backyard. So he started teasing what was coming out. And sure enough, it's out. Isn't you know, he like shit? I mean, is his music any good? Well, look, I mean, if you like hip hop, maybe, but uh, I don't think it's 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 beyond hip hop. It's it's sort of like this. Uh, boy, it is obnoxious sounding. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna classify it that way. Just obnoxious. I came across one of his videos, but man, on uh, now he's I, he's not exactly not protective custody. What do they call a house arrest? And he's uh, he's living in an undisclosed location because he you know cooperated with prosecutors against his former friends in the nine tray bloods. But these women in the video have these god enormous asses, and oh. and, and I'm sure that he uh, was very happy to see all those uh, all those cheeks that he could bust. That you know, like right there, I'm sure he was busting cheeks before and after the making of the video. If he could be. He signed a $10 million record deal while locked up. Good Lord. Yeah, he's, he has his name tattooed on his face, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. He's got a lot uh, of stuff six, on nine. his face. Yeah, 6'9", yeah. Have you ever considered getting a face tattoo? Oh, yeah, of course. But what do you get, you know? It's always the problem. I mean, I've wanted, always wanted a face tattoo. I didn't know what to get. Why don't you... This would be a good advertisement for Crime Report is... um. See if you can get one of your listeners to tattoo your logo on his face. On his face. Do you, tell a nigga, don't do you hear this? <laughs> yeah, is that Takashi 69? Yeah. Retarded. These asses are, I mean, they, they can't be natural. Turn up, turn, turn up the music a little bit. It's hard to hear. I guess I'm. Yeah, I guess that's enough. Yeah, that's I'm awful. not kidding. Just awful, right? Like, I don't think it's terrible. very good. That's something nobody needs. I don't that think it's very good. <laughs> you're like, that's enough. <laughs> Thirteen, 13 seconds, seconds in. in. Yeah. If you're watching it, it's different. You get a you get a nice visual show there too. Uh, two more stories now. The police, uh, they charged a man who opened fire, they say, on a, on a rival in Queens. He was caught with a fake explosive in his car, 37-year-old Rene something uh, of Queens. He's facing attempted murder, multiple weapon drugs, and assault charges for this. Uh, it was in, uh, what do you call it? Jamaica, Queens. How would you pronounce the name? It's only This has only got two consonants in it. Q-U-I-A-O-I-T. Quat? Qua? Wait, wait. Q U I A O I. Oh, quite. That's his name. Quite. Yeah, Rene Quite. I guess he's a French gangster. Okay. Had a fake explosive. Opened fire on a forty-year-old man near the corner, and then he jumped into his car, fled the scene. They stopped his vehicle in Hillcrest, saw what appeared to be a grenade sitting in the uh, storage sleeve. 
car door oh, orange sleeve. Good place to put it. Bomb Squad determined it was a movie prop. Guy must, must be in movie business. I, it'd be funny to have a grenade because you know, really, it might be a movie prop. You would never know. No. I mean, unless you actually pull the pin and find out, and then it's too late. Yeah, it'd be fun to play Russian roulette with a grenade. Oh, with with a bunch of grenades, right? <laughs> or well, I mean, just one grenade. Oh, well, what if it doesn't go off? Then the game's over. I guess, but if it does go off, game's also over. Game's also over. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't the, didn't uh, the state or somebody in the city they told uh, nursing homes they they started sending people with COVID from hospitals to nursing homes? That was a big big story. This is the funny thing about Cuomo as like the big Cuomo has gotten somehow. Because of his like constant, endlessly boring daily briefings, and the fact that his brother works for CNN, I guess they've um, they've been promoting him as the as the voice of like calm competency when it comes to dealing with the COVID crisis. Yeah, and people are acting nationwide like, oh my god, this guy is so great. And they're all like, oh, we're Cuomo sexuals. He's so sexy and going on about his mother and his brother. And it's really awful. Meanwhile, we have the number one state for coronavirus. We have the worst record here. And he specifically ordered nursing homes to take in people who have coronavirus. Yeah. They were and like, can, can we use the, the hospital ship? Can, can we put the people in the hospital ship that you ordered that is unused? No. Can we put them in the Javits Center that the government built for you? No. You have to take them back into your nursing homes. And then he, can, he had the gall to say, well, I have no control over nursing homes. Excuse me. They're licensed and regulated by the state. You have as much control over them as you do over strip clubs. You have more control over them than strip clubs. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, he basically caused the whole epidemic of the nursing homes. He's the reason why 20,000 New Yorkers just in the city are dead. Or not all of them, but like a lot of all. You know. 5,300 deaths in the Empire State nursing homes as of today. Okay. There so you I mean, that's, that's a full third or, or fourth, you know, depending on how many we have otherwise. But yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Didn't need to happen. If there's any place that's it didn't need to be, that's on him. Yeah. That's on you, bro. Now here's the new deal. He now he says, "Hey, nursing home staff have to be tested twice a week for a coronavirus." Uh, now he uh, <laughs> and this came right after on Sunday. They uh, the uh, the the nursing home said, "Well, we're they've got a thing now where where they that somehow they got they're not they're no longer doing that." Okay. Okay. But that happened just then. So as soon as that was going on, where they're not allowed to send people to nursing homes, right? Now uh, now he says, well, okay, not only that, but you have to be tested twice a week. Uh, it says uh, the measure comes several weeks after the state health department reversed a policy that had previously allowed COVID-19 positive asymptomatic healthcare employees to work with virus-positive residents. Oh, good, good. Which doesn't really make the least sense if you have a covid positive patient and then you have a covid positive uh attendant a nurse doesn't it make sense to put them together oh sure no i guess it would i guess it would 
I mean, that's if you have them, but I mean, like, like yeah. any, he says, if the nursing home agrees and the local government agrees and we do have the test and so the nursing home staff person just doesn't want to take the, just doesn't want to take the test, even though it's available, uh, he said they have to check with the lawyers, you know, but he, he really thinks that uh, they shouldn't work in, in the nursing homes. Well, look, here's the thing. And, you know, I mean, Cuomo, he's the governor, so he's going to have to eat responsibility for this. But the fact of the matter is this nursing home situation is just like a wretched shit show. Yeah, I don't you know. And I don't see any way. I mean, we, they're, they're having the same problem in every goddamn country. Nursing home deaths comprise like half of all COVID deaths in most, most places. Oh, wow. Um, That's I mean, there's, there's really no way around this. I mean, you're going to have like all these really old people typically with, you know, they're sick, their average age is really old. I mean, the average length of stay, the average life expectancy for someone who enters a nursing home is like five months to begin with. Wow. Like people go to nursing homes. A lot of them just go to die. I mean, yeah. not all. I mean, there's assisted living facilities. But so, I mean, you've got really old, sick people. They've got, you know, they're being taken care of by, you know, they can't do a lot of things for themselves. Yeah, it's peak vulnerability. Yeah, they need close attention. Yeah, so it's, it, there's really, uh, there's no way this is going to get um. And you know what? Like people go on, they're like, oh, well, in the old days, we didn't just warehouse our old people. Well, you know what? That's kind of true. But at the same time, we didn't have that many old people in the old days. People just died in yeah. the old days. You didn't have. I mean, look, you and I, what are we like 50 almost mm -hmm. when we were kids? You didn't hear that much about people even in their 80s. It just wasn't a thing. People yeah, my, died. Uh, my, yeah, my grandparents didn't. They didn't go to such a place. Neither of them. Right, because people didn't, you didn't have to, every, like nowadays, it's very common for people to be 85 or older or into their 90s. Yeah, very common, yeah. But yeah, it didn't used to be common. And, and yeah, true, true. And even, and, and that gets more true the further back you go and the life expectancy, you know, goes down. Now, let me see who's, okay. It says calls mount. That's this is the headline. Calls mount for independent probe of Governor Cuomo's nursing home policies amid coronavirus. Uh, and played a, a part in the deaths of, of more than 5,300 New York nursing home residents. That's what lawmakers are saying. Uh, Assemblyman Richard Gottfried, he said uh, that the already announced inquiry into the deaths by State Attorney General Letitia James is insufficient because the office regularly works with the, the Department of Health. Let me tell you something about Richard Gottfried. Do you know what year he entered the, the assembly? I do not. The year of our birth. He's been wow. in the fucking state assembly since 1970. So he knows that what he's talking needs, about. That guy needs to pack it in. I'll tell you that much. He's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it should be like the old days. He would have just dropped dead, you know. Uh, there needs to be an independent review of what's going on with COVID-19 nursing homes. That's according to, uh, uh, you know, again, Godfrey. He's chaired the Assembly's Health Committee since 1987. He's your assemblyman. Oh, is he really? That's nice. Ah, see, my assemblyman is on the case. Yeah, he's been chair of the health committee since 1987. He's the one who wants um, New York State to have its own single-payer health system. Well, you got to spend money to save money, right? Good talking to you, Seth. You know, we have uh, always new stories happening, so always good to watch. Uh, and, and, and people should be sure and read Seth's story in uh, The Post, which will be out 
uh, today. Well, let's call it today because the story because uh, people will be listening to this and, and going, "What do I read?" If you want to know about the weirder the weirder shit, you know that that uh, De Blasio has been saying, I guess. All right. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report.